Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindstir Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun podcast radio. Out Comes the Sun, with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out Comes the Sun Radio. We are so excited. Again, another day, another amazing guest we have for you coming up. Really amazing. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. What are we talking about today? What's our... What's our sunrise segment? Well, I am very excited to share this with you because I was reading about this in the LA Times. And if you'll forgive me for reading, and I didn't commit it to memory, Santa California readies mental illness courts. Good stuff. Good news. So what's happening is, what's been passed is that our, starting October 1, there are some trial courts throughout the state that will be offering mental health care for people who have either been picked up off the street as homeless or who have undergone who have committed some crime who have been declared as having um, a mental illness whether it's schizophrenia or whatever it is so they're going to have their own private court for mental health care and so this is this is a new thing that's being tested in six different counties across the state of california Mariel, this is such a huge it shift. It is so huge. Can I tell you how huge this is? Because I did a speaking engagement with a uh, gentleman, and I'm I'm for, I'm forgetting his name. He's an amazing guy. He's a judge in Florida, right? And he he went into the system in Florida and said, 70% of these people that are coming into my court are not criminals. They yeah. have health problems, right? Yes. It's like it's like looking out on the street because we're in Venice right now because that's kind of where we have to be for Bobby's business and and what have you. And you know, on the street there are homeless people. Yes, and not just a homeless problem; it's a mental health problem. Yes, it's not like I can go downstairs and have a conversation with them that is logical and that will have a beginning, middle, and end and an outcome. Because I said, you know, please, when you go through my trash, can you just put the trash back in my in my in my trash can? Right. Right. Exactly. Be simple. But it's not because you're dealing with somebody who has a mental health problem. So he sees he's having visions. He's whatever it is. And that's you know, we have so much judgment and fear around 
around this subject. But the truth is, it's like we're not dealing with it in the right way. This is incredible. That Are they going to put these these incarcerated people or whatever. In no, they're the- looking for different methods of help. Yes. They're not, they're not necessarily assured. Like the, your judge, the, the person you referred to, the judge in Florida yes. said to you, this isn't necessarily a criminal issue. This is a mental health issue. So the determining factors, I think there's a four pronged approach to the person who has picked up the, per- the whoever picked up the person, whoever reported them. It could even be a family member who said, I think that, my my so-and-so my roommate my so-and-so is in is in trouble um so there's there's the the person who who made the report there's a person who picked him up there's the the therapist who has seen them and then there is a doctor who would come in and and help with the system and then the attorneys that are in this specific court have to be kept abreast of mental health issues and the rules and regulations around the mental health care now as with anything and everything, there are critics and there are those who are opposed to, they believe we're moving too fast. And I don't know where, how long has America been around? We're, I, and they think we need another five years. I remember when I was decided um, that I was going to try very seriously to have a baby. I'd had trouble maintaining a pregnancy and now I was really going to like lock down my head and get into it. And people were saying, are you sure you're ready? Well, it's not like I was 14. I was, you know, in my 20s. Yeah. And so I knew I was ready, but there was never this. I mean, where, when was the perfect time for me to have a child when my heart was ready? So it's the, the courts, it's been passed by the governor and in Sacramento. And now, of course, there are critics. However, I must tell you, this is such a massive leap forward that the, the counties that are trying it, I think there's three or four in Southern California, three or four in Northern California. They're going to be reporting back. And so they're sick. the success of it statewide relies heavily yeah. upon the success of these these pilot courts, if you will. And it's called the CARE program, C-A-R-E. It's not. Um, and so I'm I mean, that's just that's good. Stuff. Oh, it, it, it's huge. And, and like you were just saying, sometimes you just got to start. And, yes. you know, you can you can plan till you're blue in the face. But, you know, it's like entrepreneurship. You just got to keep putting one foot in it, but you got to start and, and some everything's new until it's not new anymore. That's right. right? And, and we've gotten so stuck in the system that we don't shift. Right. Everything's new until one day you wake up and you're on your 60th birthday and then you got a whole different kind of new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this you is good stuff. You coming up on that. I am coming up on it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm lucky. You are lucky and, and you're, it is great. I mean, honestly, I I mean, you and I talk about this quite often, but I feel like this is the best time of my life. What the heck's happening? Like what I'm, you know, I'm in my 61st year, but you know, like what's going on? I'm, I, I feel like this is, I'm starting things. Oh yeah. And, 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 let's be very clear about starting things. Change is very good for your brain. So as oh, you're yeah. getting older, doing new things, yep. it's one of the most incredible things you can do for your brain. I woke up this morning feeling brand new. Let's do it. That's what I'm going to call you and sing to you on my birthday. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, that's incredible. I love this news about the the courts. That's Good stuff. That's making me super happy because it's time. It's time that we we shift things. You know, we got to change. You know, and and we have a guest coming up that that really talks about how you know, how we have to integrate our lifestyle choices. And it, it's exciting because we get to talk about the very things that you and I love, which is just lifestyle. Lifestyle, Absolutely. man. We take responsibility for this thing we call our life and our brain and our balance. We can actually be the guide. We can be the guide. We can be, you can be your own doctor and that doesn't mean you don't need help. That doesn't mean that you don't have outside influences and and people that are that are in your life to be a sounding board. It it doesn't mean that you don't need nutritional help or whatever it is. But you the first the first kind of tenet of finding emotional balance and health is taking responsibility. I just think it's neat. well. We are multifaceted beings. There can't be one way of doing anything. We are. We need friends. We need air. Everything. All the all the doctors and the 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 extra doctor that came on board, Doctor Friend. Ev everything we're doing is all multifaceted. And so you know, it makes sense that our courts would take this because it's in every aspect of our lives. Support the system. This is good stuff. This is a good move forward. This is an. Excellent move forward. So please, everybody, stay right where you are because next we have two incredible guests that are going to enter. I think you've heard of the seven doctors because Melissa and I have talked about them quite often. Today you're going to meet an eighth doctor. And I want, <laughs> I want you to know or I want you to figure out what that eighth doctor is. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to see if you catch it during our interview. So stay tuned. We're coming right back with Outcomes of Sun Radio with my co-host, Melissa Yamaguchi, and myself, Marielle Hemingway. Santa Barbara, you're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Hi, I'm Olivia June Williams. And I'm Zach Williams. And we're co-founders of PIM. Which stands for Prepare Your Mind, and we create products that are nutrition for mental well-being. And you're listening to Outcomes the Sun. Hi, it's Kevin Nealon. I have a new book out now called I Exaggerate, My Brushes with Fame. It's a collection of my caricatures and accompanying anecdotes. Also, if that's not enough for you, I have a little hiking show on YouTube. It's a web series. It's called Hiking with Kevin. But more importantly, right now, you're listening and watching Outcomes the Sun with Muriel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Enjoy. everyone you are listening to outcomes of sun radio podcast and we have an amazing guest today uh to guests plural 
because we have uh, my friends, Olivia and Zach Williams, amazing human beings who have such an amazing product that they've come out with. And it is so in keeping with our, you know, Melissa and I's message about mental health. They literally created a product called PIM, prepare your mind with it. It's a supplement that is, you know, supposed to help you to feel better. Um, so Zach Williams is Robin Williams' son. We have done projects in the past talking about uh, his father and me talking about my sister and my grandfather and my and all the other uh, people that I've lost in my family to suicide. And uh, Zach is is beautifully spoken about his relationship with his father, his relationship to mental health. And Olivia is such an incredible support to her husband. And they have a beautiful, beautiful family that I got to see the other the other day at uh, a market called Erwan, uh, where they were promoting Pim. And they also had an incredible drink there that was like some. What, what, wait. Tell me what that was called. <laughs> what was that? <Yeah. laughs> it's our, we are the smoothie of the month. Since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, we uh, presented a mental health driven smoothie called the PIM Amino Acid Trip, which features our magnesium drink, our magnesium powder, which is three types of magnesium that are specifically focused on brain health. And um, then also integrates L-theanine and glycine, which are amazing amino acids for mental health and amazing for sleep, which is one of the most critical elements of mental health. Totally. I, I mean, what you're saying is so, so important. And people don't realize there's like there's these simple steps to creating a, a life of well-being. Right. But. People don't know these simple things. They don't know about magnesium. They don't know these combinations of different things that can help you just be more in balance. I, I'm just so grateful that you've come up with them. And actually, they're really, they're really, they're fun to eat. Like, don't get me started. It's a little bit weird. I was thinking about it today. I was on my walk and I was like, I really like their, their gummy bears, aren't they? They're kind yes, of gummy bears, right? They're I'm like gummies and they taste really good, but there's nothing in them that's going to cause you to be, you know, off your whatever crazy diet you may be on this month. But it they're really effective. I honestly, truly not lying to you, felt a, a sense of like, ah, I took, a, you know, like I took a breath. So thank you for that. Thank you for coming out with something that people can actually do because you know so often people will ask me and i know they ask you guys all the time you know what what do what do i do is there something that when i'm in that state of fight or flight or i'm panicking or i'm you know what whatever it is or i'm feeling anxiety is there something i can take just for a quick fix it's not the lifestyle fix but it, it certainly can help you kind of have a window into well-being wouldn't you say yeah, and those two things don't have to be separate. Um, I think, you know, culturally, we have so much in the media that has been promoted around, you know, quickly remedying your mental health through um, specifically alcohol. I think culturally is what we really see a lot. 
Um, but the reason that can work so well is because there's GABA in alcohol. So you actually get um, flooded with GABA neurotransmitter, which we're not, we don't have a ton of awareness around. And that's something we're really passionate about is raising that awareness around GABA, which is your neurotransmitter that is responsible for bringing you back down to neutral. So it takes you out of fight or flight. It brings you back down into a calm, safe place in your brain. So that way you can actually start doing some of those longer term health lifestyle changes. Right. And so these um, gummies that you're talking about, they're called our mood shoes and they are GABA and L-theanine um, in a delicious kind of citrus or a berry flavor. Uh, someone was describing them to me yesterday, uh, tasting like a gusher. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense for you, but um, this is actually designed so it's absorbed through your mouth. And then within about 20 minutes, you'll start feeling like maybe your shoulders relax, maybe your jaw clenches. You'll start thinking a little bit more clearly that that weight will maybe get lifted off of you. Um, so really, that is scientifically working with your brain to do what it already is designed to do. But often we're deficient in GABA because it's naturally found in fermented foods. So unless you're eating a diet super rich in kimchi or sauerkraut, um, you might probably be deficient in GABA. And if you're especially if you're experiencing chronic stress. Wow, I did not know. I had no idea that GABA was in um, fermented foods. I had no idea, and I thought I knew a lot about the brain. That's that's super interesting information. Now, I have. To, I want to take you back to what you said about alcohol having uh, having GABA in it, or does it release GABA in the brain? I can I can speak specifically to that. It, alcohol acts as a GABA antagonist, and so basically it, it inter interferes. You could say it interferes, it interacts with the GABA system in the sense that when you have a night of drinking alcohol and you feel dysregulated afterwards and the like, it, it in part is due to the kind of dysregulation with the GABA system. In conjunction with that too, of course, there's specific byproducts of the metabolization of alcohol that um, create issues with not only your neurotransmitter system, but also your brain other organ health and so forth. And so, you know, the the perspective that we take is the Western diet is, is generally not great at supporting our neurotransmitter health and in general, our mental well-being. We tend to eat too much sugar. There's certain things like processed foods, specific types of oils that can, you know, lead to um, whether it's through, you know, dysregulating our metabolic health, but also through um, comorbidities relating to causing things like anxiety and depression, we wanted to create a solution that was distilled nutrition for things, starting with, you know, supporting the GABA system through amino acids and so forth, but expanding into other products that we developed, like the mental hygiene kit, which is focused on providing a foundational baseline for your neurotransmitter health. Wow, that I, I love this. Melissa. I I'm, wish I'm sitting here wishing that I had known about this while my son was in finals last week in college, because I I would have stocked him up to the gills with this product. He the stress levels that we put on our kids in college and all this pressure they've got to meet all these numbers is disheartening as a mama but your product is sounds like a, a lifesaver and i i'm definitely going to be buying it so i can s send him back to school with it when he heads back this fall 
Honestly, I wish I had it in college too. Yeah. And now that we do know it exists, like it's something as mothers or as students who might be listening, these are like healthy, safe, natural, quick acting, and doesn't actually take you out of yourself. It actually brings you more to yourself by that. taking them. And so I think it's really, I had a text from my neighbor the other day saying her 11 year old daughter woke up and was like, mom, I really need a moochu. Oh. <laughs> like a really stressful day she woke up she knew but i love that like learning that we can reach for these nutritional um elements that can really help us regulate well, you know, I mean, what's been so impressive for me is olivia went through the process of becoming an integrative nutrition coach and in conjunction with that she has a background as a tech entrepreneur and she went all in with nutrition, supporting herself. And I mean, she'll share her mental health healing journey and, you know, took that experience in terms of understanding nutrition and shared it with me. And it created a transformative effect. Oh, it's so amazing because your story is, I mean, Olivia, you really introduced Zach to this whole amino acid profile and how that can you know, actually help you in this mental health kind of journey that, I mean, I think as human beings, we're all on it, right? But to be able to share that with your kids, and I love that you said there was an 11-year-old, because I was going to ask you, like, how how young do you, can you be as young as, like, how young can you take these? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately that's at the discretion of the parent and the doctor of the child. So I think that's always great to seek medical advice. Not every doctor is going to be super aware of what these um, ingredients are because most doctors don't have a ton of nutritional um, education. Um, but we've heard of stories as young as four. And um, so really, it could be any age. These are distilled nutrients. And so it's really things that are found naturally in foods that we eat. Um, but then condensed. Um, and I think, you know, just being conscientious and understanding your child and, and yourself when you're going through these things and really understanding how am I feeling? When, what are the habits that I'm creating? You know, what's what's developing for me here? Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. I want to ask you, when I was looking through some of the work the two of you have done, either independently or together, one of the things that I noticed that you share a lot of tips on ways to heal and our listeners are always looking and they're, they're they're in the car they're at home they're listening and they're li they're wanting tips on ways that they can take control and ownership of their lives can you share with some of your wisdom with us our audience on ways to heal you know i think my first step in any healing journey is just that self-awareness like starting to really get to know your body because so much of when you're in a state of pain and we're when you're going through things is disassociating and you know really losing yourself like i don't want to feel this i don't want to be here and really losing touch often with our bodies which are so deeply connected to our emotions our mental health it's all one and the same so really starting to get to know your body and yourself um there's lots of like little hacks that i do in life um, and, you know, when I met Zach, he, I saw him and he was in an amazing state where he had become so self-aware of himself and what he was going through. Um, and I saw this incredible man and I was like, look, I know things that I can like, you know, some tips and some tricks, some nutrients, some habits. Um, so like Zach will often lament, 
you know, if I see them in a really stressed out state, I'm like, okay, we're going to first talk about like, have you eaten? Have you drank water? What, how much did you sleep last night? Do you need to take a rest? Do you need to move your body? Oftentimes we need to discharge stress um, in order to like kind of get to a more regulated state. Something I'm a big fan of that is another behavioral um, tactic is a something called a power pose. There's a great TED talk on it. Search for it. But it's really standing kind of like in a bit giant X. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's so cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I love that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it when my husband thinks he's got the better line in an argument. I'm just going to. You're standing. You just go full power pose. Like you're making human X. You push their weight out to your hand. And within about like 30 seconds, you can actually start to feel yourself regulate. So this kind of stimulates your vagus nerve, which brings you back grounds you and you can actually if i find myself having trouble you know winding down before bed it's a great if you have a stressful phone call i pop a mood chew i do a power pose i make zach stand in a power pose with me i love this it's great it's something that's really easily accessible (laughs) i can't tell you i'm going to be working the hell out of this pose (laughs) at the grocery store at the bank everywhere we go go ahead no shame power pose everywhere you go That's so good. You guys are such an inspiration. I we absolutely yeah. What else? What else? Do you have other things? What are your few things? Well, you know, I advocate for something called mental hygiene. Um, historically, it had it, it had a certain stigma associated with that term. Uh, it being, you know, the language that we use in the in the mental health space, um, <laughs> because mental hygiene was used for framing lifestyle interventions in the institutional environment in in the 20th century. We want to take back that term to frame rituals and habits that can be applied on a daily basis to take care of ourselves, whether it's nutritional in nature or behavioral in nature, things like fitness, mindfulness, meditation, uh, combined with group work, whether it's therapy or community support, specialist interventions like breath work, we have a firm conviction that uh, any individual has a mosaic that works best for them. And if you're looking, say, you know, in my case, nutrition is obviously very key. Fitness for me involves trying to get outside and get getting some air, establishing, you know, getting my body moving i don't have an intense fitness routine it's probably something that i could apply in a more meaningful way that said the time that one would take for fitness i generally invest in terms of meditation and transcendental meditation is something i do for 40 minutes or more a day and it's had a transformational effect on my well-being specifically in terms of managing my cortisol environment I tend to run pretty high stress and when I can and manage that stress through things like meditation, it has a sea change in my day. That's amazing. That is so well, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but Bobby and I and Melissa, we talk about the seven doctors and the seven doctors are Dr. Sun, Dr. Air, Dr. Water, Dr. Nutrition, Dr. Exercise, Dr. Rest and Dr. Earth. They're available 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week and they're free. But that sort of those rituals around that's to me, that's that's a combination of mental health. Like, you know, it's just it's like what you do in your life. So and movement is so incredibly important. I mean, you know, I always say to people, it's like, look, if you you know, I'm sure you get this too. A lot of people go, I can't meditate, you know, like, oh, this is too weird. I'm like, well, then start with like five minutes. Like you can sit there for five minutes, you know, and, and by the way, meditation. Yeah. (laughs) You just kind of sit there for five minutes and you're like, okay, I'm going to soon do a body scan and I'm going to start with my toes and like check in with my toes and like work my way slowly up my body from my toes to my ankles, my knees my legs, my hips. And like, that's a meditation. It doesn't have to be something really woo woo. You can also sit there and breathe. And every meditation acknowledges that like, you're not just magically in focus for 20, 50, you know, however long you're doing it. You're a human being. Our minds are going to go places. The whole trick of meditation is you just come back to doing what you were doing. So that one job, which was focusing on your breath, a mantra, your body, and it's really that mindfulness, that practice. And maybe don't call it meditation if that's hard for you. That's exactly what I say. I say, look, if it, if that freaks you out, call it silence. Call it prayer. Call it whatever you need to call it to make it okay for you because the brain actually needs it. The brain and the body and that sort of that ability to come to a homeostasis really in in body brain and spirit it's so good i love that you focus on those things well marielle you bring up a really good point um in this day and age especially especially during the pandemic and post pandemic what's going on is our body has a system that manages stress it's called the allostatic system yes and it's getting overwhelmed constantly and so one of the ways in which I frame it, we, we're experiencing as a culture, basically a collective trauma around everything that's happening. And so we're being overwhelmed, we're being dysregulated, and we have to take unusual and exceptional means to manage our mental well-being. And so, you know, I'm grateful in terms of learning some of the things that I could take into my own hands to manage those rituals and so forth prior from Olivia. and. You know, together we're seeking to evolve what it means to not only talk about it, but but also take an evidence-backed approach to what we're doing. You know, we're very keen on establishing uh, randomized controlled trials for our products, expanding into working with different institutions, academic institutions, with folks like our chief medical officer, Dr. Raghu Apasani, who's an addiction psychiatrist, currently based at UCSF, and you know, together with with the scientific and medical community, what we want to do is bring these lifestyle interventions front and center through taking an evidence-backed, research-first approach to delivering information and solutions in a meaningful way. Amazing. Thank you for that. That's amazing. Because you really, you put science behind it, and then everybody feels comfortable and safe to go, like go in that direction. And, you know, we need that. And you're right. The pandemic created a, a community trauma and we're all we're all experiencing it. 
and we're still experiencing it. And mm-hmm. there is overwhelm and there is all of these things that you did describe that that everybody needs to address. You know, nobody's. Uh, nobody's not a victim of of what happened to the world. Right. But but we all are. We all have the purview or that or the power to make change. Right. And to make new choices and to have rituals that are going to support. And it's just about knowing what those are and and knowing that you don't have to be perfect at them. <laughs> you know, like I think that's part of part of it is like, hey, look, you're not going to be a monk on, in Tibet. You know, it's it's probably never going to happen. But you know what? If you can sit for five, 10 minutes and you can go out and take a walk on the beach or go in, you know, like I, I like you, Zach, I get my my relationship to the outdoors is really it's paramount to my well-being. It's just like that's how I can sort of regulate and 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 determine whether my well-being is is actually. Well, health. just yeah. just just to be clear, I'm sort of like a house cat um, in the sense <laughs> that I, I do have small <laughs> journeys, forays into the into the wild, and then back <laughs> into the comfort of of our home, but. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it would be something that she would say, and well, I would. Well, I think that may be attached to the nature of the way that I am. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's, I mean, there's science around why that's so therapeutic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I want to a lot. What I've noticed in a lot of the work that you've done also is that you approach the younger generation and some of the strides that they've made. And and um, not in defiance, really, but in the face of everything else that's around them. During the pandemic, I uh, there were some in the L.A. Unified School District. There were kids that were coming back saying, "We need some mental health. We need some awareness. We were locked at home. My mom lost her job. I can't. I I'm, I can't be on the computer all day. I you know they were. It was a really chaotic time. And so the students staged a walkout, and they were saying, "We need." help we need a mental health counselor and so the teachers were all in a little bit of shock that the children had taken this initiative and had seemingly erased some of that bias that we've placed on mental health in our society what mm-hmm. it, and i know i notice that the two of you do a lot of work with our younger generations and approaching that can you talk to that yeah the organization that zach's most involved with is called bring change to mind yeah, yeah so so there is a good deal of work that I specifically do in terms of supporting university students, high school students, and potentially younger generations. Um, when I say potentially, you know, the, the the majority of my work is focused on high school and university students. Um, I, yes, I work with an organization called Bring Change to Mind. Mariel, I know you're well acquainted with it. Yes. I believe you're ambassador for the organization. <laughs> yes, I was, yes, I was there. I was I was there the first year. <laughs> yeah, from the very onset. So, so you know, the work I do in advocacy is very much based upon systems change. And so in order to establish systems change, um, what we look at are kind of the problems that are causing, you know, dysregulation and or trauma, so forth, with different populations. And when it comes to working with young people, Really what it comes down to, and I'll try to keep it as simple and straightforward as possible, is we have established a crisis care system in the U.S. 
really what we need to orient towards is a prevention-based system. There's just not enough psychiatrists, therapists, counselors to support a nation in crisis. And so what we need to do is really invest in education and solutions that can enable people to not only take things into their own hands, but but engage in a way that they don't get to a state of crisis. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. I mean, that that's the key because and the, and the truth is that's for physical and mental health care. I mean, you know, it, it, it's all about preventative. It's all about taking responsibility. In my mind, the mental health journey really is about, number one, taking responsibility for yourself. You know, first just saying, OK, this is who I am and I, I am responsible here for where I am in my life. And then going from there, it doesn't mean you don't need help, but it means I am the instigator of my own existence and I go out and I can level out those that playing ground so that I can be in balance in different situations. So I love that you're doing work with kids because for Melissa and I, it's just it's just key like because they they just have a different upbringing now you know i mean you know you have little kids they you know they're on screen you know you probably have to limit screen time and all that stuff that we never had to do and i certainly i had two channels of television when i was a kid like there was i love lucy and another show and that's (laughs) that's all we had but i mean like now there's just so many choices and there's technology and then there's Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and this and that and everybody's, you know, in a pretend world kind of. And I think there needs to be education around that. Melissa and I have talked about that a lot where I just feel like kids don't realize that that's not real. You know, like it's fun. It's nice, but it's not real. Well, there's something that happens with the brain when engaging with other people or characters on screens and actually started happening back in the first, you know, the radios in the first eras of mass media. And it's something called the parasocial effect. And that is where the brain actually starts to build social relationships with these mass media presences. And oftentimes those could be real people. There may not be characters. They might actually be people that you have a real relationship with. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, I would actually add to your your doctor's um, doctor friend. And because our social relationships actually have huge impacts on our gene expressions, on our mental health, on our physical ability to recover from illness, whether it's a flu or something as serious as cancer. Um, and it's those social relationships that make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and our brain thinks that we're receiving social experiences when it's having a parasocial experience. But it's kind of like living off of cotton candy or gummy bears where there's no nutrition to that. You're actually not getting the essential things that you need in your body from having those real in-person social experiences because there's energy. Like they can actually measure your energy six feet away from your body Mm -hmm. with an EKG machine. Um, And so the great irony of the pandemic was that we're all six feet apart. And so it's actually that physical energy makes a difference. Um, and so I, I think as long as we start educating ourselves, like, hey, you know, like, am I really having these social experiences? Am I really engaging with my community with these positive relationships? Or am I, is my brain tricked into thinking that I've already checked that box for those human needs? 
you know, I'd be like drinking Gator, I'd be like drinking soda all day. And it's like, oh, I'm so thirsty still. And so like, you keep drinking soda. Um, and in fact, you need a glass of water. I mean, yeah. For example, you know, it might look like Olivia is right next to me, but she's actually an AI generated. Maybe I want my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Wow, I love the way you made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you guys are so incredible we're oh man this You're delightful is really delightful please come back and talk to us more because you have so, you have just everything that you're saying it, it are things that people need to do they just need to do in their lives and and i'm so grateful to know both of you i'm so grateful that you're doing the work that you're doing because it's really important that we make those connections and we you know and i want to just say for everyone listening out there go get yourself a pim what do you call it a, just pim you can buy them online pim.com pim.com yeah uim so yeah. they're first of all they taste really good and honestly i felt my shoulders like just relax and I'm super excited to share that we're launching the Attention Chew. Oh, nice. It's um, an ADHD support. And I personally, I struggle with, with ADHD. So it's really helpful. Okay. What, what's in them? Can you tell us what's in them? That one has a bit of a laundry list of ingredients. Yeah, I, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to share. It's tyrosine, carnitine, uh, taurine, amongst several other cofactors that can support um effectively our relationship with attention distraction procrastination and so forth i love it you guys are amazing we love you you're coming back uh, and you don't have a choice in the matter so thank you <laughs> thank, thank you for all you you're doing so much for having oh my gosh this is so fun this is you guys are great thank you olivia and zach williams we are grateful to have you what a olivia june i love that that's very cool. It's your month soon. <laughs> it's named after my great grandmother. Is it really? That's yeah. beautiful. I just had a granddaughter. I think I told you that when we saw you. Um, yeah, her middle. She's got such a long name. It's a it's a mouthful. Anyway, I'll share that with you offline. <laughs> Lots of love to you. And thank you so much. And everyone, you are listening to Outcomes the Sun Radio. And come back. Come right back. Because. My friend Melissa Yamaguchi is going to have an amazing tip on energy. Yes, she's doing the power pose. Maybe that's fine. <laughs> <my>, shut up. <laughs> hey. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Marielle Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And next, Energy with Melissa Yamaguchi.
Welcome back to Outcomes the Sun with Meryl Hemingway and me, Melissa Yamaguchi. So I'm here to share with you an energy tip for the day, and I want to talk to you about your kitchone. The kitchen is so incredibly important. Listen, every room in the house is important. We can we can side we can we can close the door to the closet underneath the stairwell, but we really cannot turn our eyes away from the kitchen. The kitchen is so important in feng shui because this is where you're nourishing your body. And as we know, nourishing the body nourishes the mind, the spirit, and enables you to move, enables you to think clearly, feel clearly. So the kitchen is very vital. And I've had a lot of my clients before ask me, can I place a mirror behind my stove up against the, 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 uh, the backsplash? Can I put a mirror there, mirrored tiles? No, please don't. So your stovetop with the four, two or four burners or larger, if you have a bigger stove, the, the gas or the fire that comes up, or the, if it's electric, that heat is balanced. And if you magnify it by doubling it with the mirrors, then you've increased too much heat, too much fire in your kitchen. No bueno. So what I want you to do is this. I have notes in my kitchen. There's a little tray next to the stove with some of the spices that I use most frequently and the, the avocado oil I use when I'm cooking. And I have made a little pretty sign that I put in a pretty little frame that says positive thoughts only. While I'm cooking, I'm only thinking positive thoughts. In feng shui, we know that the energy you place into the, the thoughts you're thinking as you're cooking affect the food, affect the balance of the food, affect how the body receives the food. So we know that in order for the food to be more nutritional, you think positive thoughts into it. It's this, it's, it's really literally, this food is going to be so good for my family. I'm so happy I'm able to cook my son's favorite meal, my daughter's favorite breakfast, whatever this is you're doing. As you're cooking it, you're thinking beautiful, loving thoughts. So I put a little note, a very little teeny sign in my kitchen, right by the spice where I see it while I'm cooking, positive thoughts only. The other thing is, that's vital to understand is your storage of your foods, whether it's in your pantry whether it's out on a, in a basket on the counter or whether it's in the refrigerator, must be kept organized, not only because it staves off any bugs or any little house mouse that you may have, but because it keeps you in control of your inventory. It also, in feng shui, waste is very looked down upon. So if you're throwing things in the, in the cupboard and you don't pay attention or your refrigerator, you're not paying attention, it has expired, it's no longer good, it's got mold, whatever it is, that's bad. In feng shui, that's considered a, a waste of energy because it, it's your money that you spent so, and, and money is a huge source of energy. So you've wasted money. You're wasting your time because you went out and purchased it and brought it in or someone gifted it to you. So being cognizant of what you have in your pantry your basket on the counter or your refrigerator, wherever you store your food is huge part of feng shui. Yes, certainly keeping it clean is a, is a major component to it. But the other thing I, I want to talk to you about is the actual food you have. Ensure for feng shui that you have a balance of foods, that you have a balance of your vegetables and your fruits and your, your, your healthy carbs and your proteins and your healthy fats. You have to have a balance of this in order to create balance for you once you've cooked it with your positive thoughts and you've consumed it into your positive body and your body will be even more positive if you'll stick around folks because coming up next is my gal my co-host Meryl Hemingway to share with you health tips stay tuned <music>
Hello, wonderful humans out there. I am Roy Zatiski from mywildlife.com, and you are listening to Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hey, everyone. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway, me, and Melissa Yamaguchi. That'd be me. <laughs> right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And now, Mariel Hemingway with Balance. Oh my gosh that was the that was a good tip that was a good tip miss missy miss thank you thank you yeah that was awesome i was writing i was writing stuff down that was so good anyway so that leads me to my health tip my health balance tip so as as you know we we talked to zach and olivia and they mentioned fermented foods Fermented foods are so good for our bodies. Now, I learned something new today, and I think probably everybody learned something new about the fact that fermented uh, foods is a great source of GABA for the brain. Now, if you don't know what GABA does, GABA is is it's a calming um, neurotransmitter, I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, that calms Calms the brain. It's it's often something that you'll see in like nighttime remedies that have melatonin or theanine in them, and they'll have GABA to calm you down so that you can go to sleep. Um, the other benefits of um, uh, of fermented foods are they're antioxidant, they're antimicrobial, they're antifungal, they're anti-inflammatory, they're anti-diabetic, and they're anti. Uh, Atheria sclerotic, which I'm not sure what that is, sadly. Uh, I, I saw that. I'm not sure what, anyway, uh, but they're incredibly good for you. And fermented foods are, just so you know what, what they are, they're sauerkraut, they're any kind of kimchi, they're, they're vegetables that have been you know they're they're in a vinegar solution that it, that they literally ferment and you think oh my gosh that that can't be good for good for you pickles can be a fermented food but only if they've really been properly fermented and there's not a ton of sugar in them you know you don't sweet pickles are a different kind of thing but what that does in the gut is just powerful stuff it your digestion i mean not to be crass but your going to the bathroom will be significantly more efficient if you start eating fermented foods. It's incredibly good and it's incredibly good for your brain. And the reason why it's incredibly good for your brain, I'm sure that everybody out there has heard that kind of the, the they're actually saying the first brain is our gut, is our, is our intestine. You know, that's kind of where we're getting information is really it's starting there. It's starting in your digestive system. And so adding, putting fermented foods just helps that system to run more smoothly. So then the information going to the brain becomes much more clear, right? So, you know, that's why when they say, you know, listen to your gut, 
there's something to be said about that because when you listen to your gut, it really does start there and you do kind of get that feeling in your gut. You feel it in your, in your, you know, like in your, in your stomach, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Or you get butterflies. That's a, that's a sense that your gut knows. That's kind of your intuition showing itself in a physical way. It's showing itself, showing up in a physical way. So that's my tip for the day. Eat some fermented foods. Go out there, get some sauerkraut, get some, get some kimchi. Uh, there's spicy ones. There's ones that are neutral. I can't do spicy, but my significant other, Bobby, loves it spicy. But it, all those things are incredibly good. And oh, and yogurt. Don't forget what about kombucha. Kombucha is a fermented food. Also, they're, they've got different kinds of yogurt now. So if you if cow, you know, cow dairy or, or any kind of dairy is like you're sensitive to, you can do uh, coconut yogurt, any fermented kind of, uh, you know, they make yogurts out of all kinds of things. They actually make yogurt out of almonds. Now they have a, a, a an almond yogurt. Silk makes an, a yogurt. There's all kinds of different yogurts, but those those foods really will benefit your digestion and going to benefit your gut and they're going to benefit your brain. So my God, love it. Love it. Anyway, that's our show today. We kind of good show. Good show. We just like ran the gamut. What a, what a good show. Good show. Damn. <laughs> Choose healthy. Choose you. Out comes the sun. Please go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions. Out Comes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening.